speaks podcast where if we never speak our minds we will never know what it is to have a voice that is heard i am robert d virgson and i would like to speak my mind today about channeling nostradamus fantasy or reality nostradamus recorded 942 predictions that throughout the centuries many believed to have come true though not exactly word-to-word predictions as written during his life. Many of his contemporary predictions held true during his life, regarding events, or current important historical deaths that occurred, though they might not have been directly by name of the deceased or actual date when events occurred. His descriptions of events of the future were often clouded by vagueness due to the very nature of them happening far into the future. Some of these future events when they happened were contributed to Nostradamus predictions because of that vagueness. Those in his lifetime were much easier to link to Nostradamus predictions than those of the far future of hundreds of years later. Today, devotees of Nostradamus still hold hope and fear that many of his future predictions remaining will hold true. In today's modern world and thinking, It is easy for many to contribute certain events to Nostradamus that he may or may not have predicted some 500 plus years ago. Many of his predictions center around natural causes, and when given the percentage rate of natural disaster happening in the future is increased tenfold times tenfold. The political predictions can be held to the same equation, and chances of political turmoil increase as wars increase and kingdoms and governments rise and fall. Nostradamus holds a fascination for many since his illustrious life and well after his death, which he also predicted at age 63, which in the 1500s was a good age to live to. Whereas today, the lifespan is 80 plus years in good health. Did he also predict this? This story isn't about Nostradamus and his unfulfilled predictions, or is it? This story starts with an obituary of a once well-known personality who fell into infamy many years ago. Then into obscurity as his shame and crime brought down the man to lose his family wealth, position, and power in government. He died while still serving a prison term for his high crimes. It started as a young man inheriting his father's wealth from the family business. Then turning this wealth into greater wealth with expansion of this business into other fields while losing and regaining that wealth many times, and fighting lawsuits in court. Not always a savory image, built around public controversy, flamboyant lifestyle of the rich, and glamorous marriages. In his later senior years, He decides to enter the political arena to run for his nation's highest office, an arena he had no experience in or attributes that many would consider to his advantage. Once in the highest office, within a few years, this lack of attributes and experiences took him down a path of destruction and impeachment for misuse of power for personal financial gain and obstruction of justice, putting the nation in jeopardy and risk to its national security. 
Just a few months before re-election day for his second term he is officially and physically by the military removed from office as he attempted to order a coup and refuse Supreme Court orders for removal from that highest office. Again, refusing he had done no wrong, he was fairly elected, and had power of office to do anything he wanted, while he armed himself from eviction from office with a group of loyal party supporters barricading themselves in office and threatening violence and revenge. He clearly yelled, I am the supreme commander of the military forces of this nation. He was removed from office by gunpoint. Shortly after, he faced criminal actions on evidence he paid for his first election with foreign influence of the people's vote, his re-election efforts as well. There were further evidence of tax fraud, obstruction of justice and hiding, offshore funds obtained while in office. Using his position of office to gain further wealth to which he and his family hid through secret accounts. Which showed, while during office he hid links to new multiple business ventures not previously publicly revealed and not put into trust while he held office. Many loyal party members turned evidence against him to avoid charges of treason and association. After a long battle, with convictions, and monetary penalties he lost his wealth, and his family would find themselves virtually bankrupt with foreclosure and loss of businesses due to their involvement in crimes related to illegal gains, and association to foreign powers who also benefited by these crimes. The first victims here were the people of the nation who were beguiled and convinced that their favorite son of the country was innocent of all wrongdoing. Even as the favorite son of the nation he constantly claimed he had done no wrong while claiming this, he used his power to obstruct justice and hide evidence of that wrongdoing. Again claiming executive privilege and power to do so. The second victims were the political party who represented him and also believed in him. Many influential members of the party were also, with evidence linked to them, convicted for knowing their leader was obstructing justice, and gaining personal wealth through office. Where that wealth also ending up in their pocket. The third victim here and most importantly the oldest and largest, was the mistrust in a democracy that was so riddled with corruption that it would take decades for its wounds to heal and for any party or independent to be trusted to do what was right for the country. The history books paint this era in history as the darkest time for democracy, and as the second civil war, where if the wrong party had won, the war would end with a monarchy or dictatorship in place of the founding father's democracy. Though the right party won and a resemblance to our founding fathers' democracy was restored. The arrow left deep resentment, and turmoil in our relationship with our allies, and left us vulnerable to our state enemies abroad and at home. As for the voters and electoral laws, a much longer battle ensured to make the kind of changes that would prevent this foreign influences and wealth of power from ever happening again. It was once stated that impeachment would be a curse that will follow the victim throughout history. At 11 a.m., prisoner 0001 was buried in an unmarked pauper's grave. The only one there to witness his burial was a lonely squirrel digging for walnuts. History books will show what the authors believe to be the best way to mark his passing. For his infamy against democracy, 
his name was removed from the annals of recorded history. For someone who had done no wrong his name is forgotten, the worst curse a man can live and die with. Did Nostradamus predict this, or did he die before he could? Is this fantasy or reality? Think on this. Copyright January 4th, 2020. Stay tuned for future podcasts on social and cultural issues, poetry from the Grey Ghost, that concern how we speak, think, and live. You can find my podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and you can also find me on medium.com, wordpress.com, Facebook, Twitter, unsplash.com, viewbug.com, photocrowd.com, just key in the search word Robert D. Virgson. May God bless you, wherever you may be. This has been an electronically read podcast to present the story in as clear and exact words as possible. I am afraid that my reading diction and words are not as clear and pronounced as I would wish. Also, it's a novel way to produce the podcast exactly as I have written the script, article, or poetry.